2: The Wednesday week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint.
3: And a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough. And with me on the line, first of all, we have Fudgy's back. Fudgy, how the chuff are you?
1: <laughs> I'm just choking on some uh, orange squash. I didn't think you were going to do me first. But yeah, I'm all right. How's it going? I'm choking like, on something because you did like. me first. <laughs> okay, yeah. You don't yeah, think
0: you <laughs> yeah. I'm well, mixing it up. I'm mixing
1: it up, I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dickie, how the chuff have you all been? I'm fantastic,
0: thank you very much. Uh, I've been away for a while, but tonight I'm I'm talking to you from a very cold porter cabin at the world's oldest football ground. I'm currently watching Hallam FC versus Denneby United uh, in the Sheffield and Hallamshire Senior Cup, for those who are interested. So I'm doing Um, a podcast live from it. It's 2-1 to Hallam at the minute. Fantastic. Well, so you wonderful. stuff
3: those Deneby so-and-sos because uh, I, I, I have a holiday home in Mexborough, which is just next door. Oh, a holiday home in Mexborough, darling. Yes, absolutely. And these these Denebians do like to uh, chat on about their football club. Um, <laughs> and last, but by certainly not mislead, Mr Marriott Jamesy E. How's the show for you?
2: I'm all right. I'm still laughing at Denebians. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, good.
2: Sat- Saturday was brilliant. Got to experience some good football, a win. And guess what? I got to actually see Dan Fudge for the first time in I don't know how long. What yeah. a pleasure for you. It was amazing. I mean, actually,
1: if I, remember, if I remember last year, James, I saw you about four times in November last year. And uh, I think we're going to do the same this, this yeah. year,
2: aren't we? It's Probably a, so. Bit yeah.
1: of a November thing, innit? It's a bit of a so, the uh, month, yeah. the month for love. Well, innit? Isn't isn't it? November is it?
2: It's a very fin- fudgy month. We're finished with birthday season. It's now love season. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I, I I actually think you're quite right there, Jake. So how much did we love the uh, the match on Saturday against Villa segue, ladies and gents? Oh. Professional, professional segue. It, it, it was chuffing lovely, wasn't it? And I must admit, I was absolutely papping in my little lordly pants about this one because Villa have been stonking this season, especially at home, but we just made them look ordinary, didn't we? Do
2: you know, I I nearly always end up talking first about games, particularly away games, because I do tend to be the one that's that's there. Uh, But this week, I think it's only right to hand over first word to Dan Fudge.
1: (laughs) All right, all right. Um, Normally, I am the naysayer. You know what I mean? I've built this character up for myself about being the miserable one and, you know, and, and all this. Day. Bloody rubbish. But um, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I don't know what everybody was moaning about. <laughs> so, you, <so> have <laughs> you, are you been positive? <laughs> no, I've got plenty to whinge about. Don't oh, worry. Okay, fair but, much. <laughs> so, um, we got there. Uh, I got there seconds before the train left, didn't there, James? And we just walked up to the ground and I'd not sucked the froth off the coffee before we'd already scored, and uh, watching John Terry on his backside after doing the biggest 50p head after 16 <laughs> seconds was was hilarious to watch. I mean, I bet that was worth the entrance fee alone. Yeah, we could have left after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're done now. <laughs> yeah, we're all right. And then, um, and, and and you know, we were con- we were on the front foot then, and we did what we- Sheffield Wednesday can, and we've seen it so many times, but we don't do it enough for me. Is play this. Beautiful, fast-flowing, uh, direct football, and that's what we did for well the remainder of the half, and we ended up scoring again uh, through uh, through Jordan Rhodes after some lovely build-up play between Bannon and Hooper, and 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 Bannon that day was in flashes sublime. He was unplayable. Um, I think I said uh, I said on Twitter that for me the uh, the man of the match was Jacob Butterfield because I think he um, out of the players that excuse me. At the players that had some wonderful flashes, uh, Butterfield had. He was steady as a metronome the entire the entire game. He was uh, he was he was everywhere, and I, uh, I I was actually impressed with him. Again, I don't know what the big the big hoo ha was about him, if I'm honest. But yeah, I think it's probably because Sammy Winles scoring bare goals for Derby. I get that. Uh, and then the second half came around and. You know, let's not forget, Villa did come into it a couple of times. And James, I think you'll agree there were times where we were 5p, 50p, where they were looking like they were going to get forward. Uh, I think a big thing that that happened to us was they they took off Snodgrass. Now, this is going to seem like a really weird analogy, but uh, when Luka Modric used to play for Spurs, I always thought he was guilty of when they tried to play fast, quick breakaway football. Modric likes to put his foot on it and stop. Everything that was happening and slow play down, and that's what Snodgrass was doing. He he's obviously got a bit uh, a bit not an axe to grind, but uh, him, Fletch, and Bannon have clearly got a fair bit of banter going on, given the FIFA videos that we saw in the uh, in the summer and and stuff like that when Scotland were playing, and um, and so Snodgrass for me was trying too hard, but. It, they have clearly got some very talented players. I mean, Horehane, we all know what uh, Glenn Whelan's like. Elmer Handy, I thought was their standout player. Uh, I think he played fullback, didn't he? And um, they've got, but they've got this guy up front, Davies, who is, well, to like, to, to, to coin a phrase, bloody rubbish. I thought they the person that they could have scored a couple <laughs> had had he been any good. You know what I mean? That they he, he was the apex of this um, of this team with these absolute superstars in that, that is no secret that Villa have signed that just couldn't hit a barn door with anything and his movement was poor. He you know, Lee's and Leuven's at the back, he made them look even better. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from him, but Davis was bloody terrible up front and uh, and and yeah, and we end up coming away. I, and, and I'm not lying; I'm a little disappointed to uh, to not come away with a clean sheet because, uh, well, I felt we deserved one. Um, apart as the game itself went on, it, it got exciting. It, it was it was it was a joy to watch. We saw some great football from Sheffield Wednesday, and I thought what was interesting from from my end was. Watching Bannon play this attacking midfielder role in front of Butterfield, and then when we came to defend the lead, he dropped in behind him, and Butterfield stayed as what you'd call a an MC, and Bannon came in as, as a DMC. And during the second half, when we decided we wanted to um, wanted to try and defend the lead, and uh, it was it was nice to watch. It was an absolute joy. And and you know, Carlos gets a lot of grief for his tactics and the way he sets himself up. But if um if the Bannon move was uh, was down to him then you know he's got it spot on
2: it just worked didn't it that that central midfield field pairing of those two um just worked and we we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, on last week's podcast about this kind of issue of whether or not there's just a little bit too similarity between uh, Lee and Bannon and and Butterfield does do something different and that was evident in in this game because Butterfield being Butterfield allowed Bannon to be Bannon um, that bit more, and I thought Butterfield put in a, a, a brilliant shift. And it, it's really hard to fault any player in a, a white shirt. Oh no, we didn't play in the white shirt, did we? Sorry, a blue shirt um, on that day. You know, they they were to a man. They, they were fantastic, and. You know, everyone, I I, I, I gave Glenn Luven's a bit of stick last week. I thought he had a great game. There were a couple of points where I, I was thinking, oh, I'm worried here, but he did everything perfectly. Tom Lees was just winning everything. Uh, the fullbacks played great. Adam Reach was, you know, su- superb. Um, I agree with Fudge that, that Butterfield was Man of the match, but um, you know, Hooper put in a real shift as well. He was all over the place, he was back helping with the defence, he was running the midfield at times. Um, unlucky not to score himself, although it wouldn't have counted because he was offside. Um great to see Jordan Rhodes scoring. I mean, the superlatives just go on and on and on. Um, and to be fair, I think Westwood had a good a good game, particularly considering the fact that it must have been he must have been Sorry. somewhat put off by the fact <laughs> that whenever whenever the ball went near rah, rah, rah. Kieran Westwood, I would just go Westwood <laughs> and, and Fudge would go like, Mah. and this went on for pretty much the entire game. Uh, yeah, okay. Why Everybody the people? Uh, yeah, why no one round us decided just to punch us? I don't know because it was. Uh, it must have been very annoying to us. It was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> we thought it was brilliant. No it one else did. No one else did. It, it, but it tell you was what, hilarious, it was... and if they didn't find it hilarious, they're wrong. You know There's what I mean? Yeah. There's something wrong with them. But overall, I've got to say, like, it was a brilliant brilliant day and I know Fudge your day wasn't quite as good because you were you were supposed to get yeah. in we, we got in at half nine and you were supposed to get yeah. into Birmingham at like 11 weren't you and it was yeah. like literally 25 past 2 by the time you got into Birmingham and you made it onto the train through to the ground with like literally a minute to spare before the yeah. uh, the door shut so um, and then you, you ended up having to walk back from Villa Park back into <laughs> Birmingham afterwards because the queue for the train back meant that you wouldn't have caught your train back and you were still late for work after all that anyway weren't you it was like your day wasn't yeah, quite yeah. the same as mine but mine like honestly just some really good beers great friends brilliant football even the train on the way back was alright it wasn't full of idiots it was just a really really good day and um yeah i came away with a right smile on my face very very happy about saturday
3: Absolutely. I mean, if we could sort of whip some analysis into it as well, I mean, the the, the game itself, as you've mentioned, the the running, the, the 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 pressing, more than anything else, in in the middle half was immense. I thought the the work rate was absolutely brilliant. I say Hooper, I'd love to see some stats on exactly how far he ran on Saturday because he was all well, the and I think he's a little bit of an unsung hero for this game as well. Um, um yes. which is I,
1: I, I agree with you. His his movement was in, incredible. And the graft he put in, um, I, I I'm a big fan of his, and I, and I love when he does that. I love it when he when he, he he's got these really clever little runs to pull defenders out of position. And uh, you know, after half an hour, John Terry had had enough. He went, "No, nah, no, nah, nah, this, this lad's going to do me all day." See you later. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened. could not agree
2: more. Uh, but I mean, we, oh, sorry, Jake I was going to say it's not bad for a fat lad, is he? Hooper, he's all right. Um, you've got to give him I know obviously you know reach scored the goal you've got to give hooper credit because he was he was almost having a wrestling match with john terry which put him off without actually fouling him um although on another day I think a ref might have given that as a as a free kick but everything went our way and then um you know reach obviously takes the headlines quite rightly for what was a, a superb goal brilliant goal um and I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't really remember it. And it's not because I was particularly drunk by this point. It's just because the first stages of the game, you're not really kind of paying that much attention. You're sort of getting settled a little bit, aren't you? And just trying to figure out, is there anyone around me that I know? And the next thing you know, the ball's in the back of the net and like all hell breaks loose. It was nuts. <laughs> But, no, I mean, uh, the, the actual second
3: goal as well came from reach pressing high up the pitch as well, didn't it? Because he, he sort of had that bit of a press and got tackled and uh, sort of went from there. And, and that second goal, obviously, completely different type of goal. But how good was that as well? I mean, if, if this was Man City scoring these goals, there would be a waffling about them now, wouldn't they? If they'd have scored a thunder chuffer yeah. from where it was and then this beautiful passing, fantastic movement, they'd be waffling about it for weeks, wouldn't
0: they? Definitely. <clears throat> I think from my perspective, like watching it from afar, I wasn't there. But um, to see Rhodes scoring those type of goals, those, you know, really good moving at the end of it, just a simple little tap, tap in, is what we've he's kind of not done, I don't think, since he's been here. And are we playing a little bit of a different way to, to accommodate him into that? Uh, I, I think we probably are. And I don't think him scoring two goals in a, in, a, in a row, sorry, two games in a row, will do him any harm whatsoever. Um yeah,
1: I think I think you're right there, Rich. Uh, there was we played four, four, two. That's how we set up. That's what we did, and um, and and, and it suited Rhodes down down to the down to the ground. He had he had uh, Wallace and uh, and Reach going down the flanks. Uh, it, it it was I mean that second goal when Bannon picks it up and puts it into Hooper, and then Hooper picks it back and plays that ball through onto the penalty spot for for Rhodes to run onto. We I think. We we had no idea that that was happening because where we were stood it was very difficult to see, Uh, and we just saw some trickly piss poor shot. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what's he done there? Turns out when you watch it back, it was actually a a sublime finish, and um, and I love it. I I absolutely. And and at this point, then we had a uh, we had a steward. We were we had we were at the we had some cracking seats uh, right up my street. Nobody was round me. <laughs> we were, <laughs> we were on a, I was on an end seat and there was a steward next to me. And he was from Yorkshire himself and he was a Wednesday fan. And he managed to pick up a, a steward gig that day. And he was jumping up <laughs> with, had a great time. Yay! you know what I mean. And then he stood behind the other steward that was next to him, whipped his phone out. He had uh, he had Wednesday in his bet as well. So uh, if you're listening, to Mr. Stewart, I hope that ropped in for you because that was a decent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I um I'd like to
1: congratulate
3: to. Johnny's tweet. Well, is is his Barry to Gary to Jordan tweet. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Barry <laughs> to Gary, oh, well, lovely. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. A uh, little bit of a disappointment with the goal though. Is um is Mr. Rhodes's rather inept knee slide towards the end put a bit of a damper on it on that for me. It did. Uh, did you guys notice <laughs> that? Any chance?
2: Oh, he can't do wrong <laughs> at the moment, though. Can he? God let him off for that. I think he meant it deliberately. I think it was meant to be a tongue in cheek. A tongue-in-cheek celebration. I tell you, I tell you what, though, th- talking, talking about that goal and, and talking about the reach goal as well, if that move in the second half, if Liam Palmer hadn't have had a sudden bout of Liam Palmer and actually managed to finish it off, <laughs> uh, then... Those other two would have been the second and third best goals of the <laughs> afternoon because that would have been the best, the best goal of the day if we'd have finished that move off because that was beautiful. One that bit. was absolutely superb. Yeah. And that was like watching the Wednesday of old. That's exactly what we've been uh, missing, that kind of move where the movement was brilliant, the passing was brilliant. It was an absolute work of art and watched it back on the TV and you're like, oh, if only Liam Palmer, if only, it would just would have been brilliant.
3: It's a shame that Mr. Palmer's going to be remembered for that for this game because other than that, I think he played really rather well, didn't he? No, Yeah, did he? He had. <laughs> 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 you're
1: not a fan. Well, I mean, you're not a fan. I'm I'd yeah. love him to do okay. Do you know what? I'd love him just to do okay? I mean, for God's sake, he plays bloody fullback. All you've got to do is do what Jack Hunt does. And I think it became a gag. What was your man that was stood next to me, James? What's his name? I've forgotten um, name. Kieran, Kieran, sorry, yeah, lovely geezer, by the way. Nice to meet Kieran, if you're listening. Um, we were, uh, I've met him before, but I was waist gashed. Any road, um, we we <laughs> were having a bit of a joke that when every time Jack Hunt got the ball, whack, hoof, see you later. Every time he got it, there was no point where it, I, I don't think Jack could play the little ten yard ball, and you can get away with that at fullback, especially when you've got nippy wingers like reach and like Wallace you know what I mean you can get away with it and and grafting strikers like Fletcher when he came on was was a man possessed uh, but Liam Palmer and, and don't get me wrong right I have got a bit of an empathy for him because when you come on a substitute you don't really know what day it is you don't really know how the tempo of the game plays and it takes you a couple of minutes to settle in and he got a first touch early on I thought that might settle him but nah he was just he, he it, it, it reminded me of Ali Dyer when he ran. George Weyer's cousin in inverted bunny rabbit years, <laughs> running around for Southampton. He, he just didn't know where it was. Oh. And that goal that oh, James referenced then... That goal and- that James referenced, the goal that never was, I think it was... Uh, was it reached down the left-hand side? or yeah. I, can't, I can't remember at the time. It
2: was It
1: was what the youth of today call a sweaty FIFA goal. So he's gone past <laughs> them, All he has to do is pass <laughs> it to the side. And you just have to put it on target, you know what I mean? And um, Fletcher had the defender and he was absolutely tearing in. Like I said, Fletcher was a man possessed. He was going to absolutely murder that ball, but it fell to Palmer and he, for lack of a better term, just spanned it. He just ballooned it, <laughs> just to the right of the post. And I, and then it, it became apparent that later on in the game, Villa had the bit between their teeth. They didn't settle for a 2-0 loss at this point. They'd not... They'd not come to terms with the fact that they might lose this game. They were still playing football, and I, I said to you, didn't I, James? I wish we'd just get one more, just to
2: yeah. just to
1: settle. Because score isn't too This is, yeah, it is. It's difficult.
2: It just takes one, one, one goal back and suddenly it's game on again. And we were all kind of like, when you go got 2-0 up, you're celebrating as if you've won because, you know, 1-0 is great. 2-0, it's like, wow, this is brilliant. And yet the game can change so, yeah. so quickly. And obviously they had that goal disallowed, didn't they? Uh, and you just start thinking, oh, you know, you've got the warning yeah. signs there, but, you know, we... We did the hard work. Can I just can I stick up a little bit for Liam Palmer here? Because I I think you're probably right in what you say about the fact you come on as a sub, but he was playing out of position in terms of the fact that he was playing. He was playing as the left winger, wasn't he? Um, You know, he'd come on to to take the place of. I think it was Wallace, was it, that went off? He came off um, Wallace on the right wing, didn't he? and yeah. yeah, so we've got this strange kind of situation where you've got Jack Hunt, who's quite good coming forward, but not so good defending, is playing as the fullback, And Liam Palmer, who's better at defending, but not particularly great in the final third. I'm not quite sure he's worked out where it is yet. Um, then you know, they were kind of playing the wrong way around. I don't know why they didn't swap them swap two them round. I think Jack Hunt would have had a field day playing on the wing. Well,
1: he's got nowhere to kick it, and he, he's got he's got more pitch to, to loft it down, hasn't he? <laughs> if he's playing fullback. <laughs> but like you know, I yeah, I I might be a bit harsh on Palmer because I, I, I genuinely believe that the squad's moved on, and and where Liam Palmer used to fit into that squad and was one of our better players, I think they're behind us. But um, but I love that we've got a homegrown talent in the in the team, and and all the other shine that comes comes with what you say when uh, when you've got a local lad in the squad, um. But you know, let, let's not let's not forget they still scored, they still had one disallowed. We in, but they are a good team and they were in a good rich vein of form. I mean, we have done a smash and grab on them, and I think it's far too early. I mean, some fans on Twitter make me laugh, but it's far too early to start turning around and start saying, "Well, Carlos has proved you're wrong." Where are you all now slagging him off? Hang on a minute, you know what I mean? He's not proved bugger all, you know. Win the, win the next five, yeah, you've proved us wrong. Well done, Carlos. You know, I'll, I'll shut me, I'll hush my gums. But the, I hope, I hope to God, we can kick on from this and carry on playing the football that we played for long periods at a game on Saturday.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, a couple of other things. Uh, I would like to congratulate the away fans for their wonderful song to the Villa fans regarding Mister Bannon. Did you chaps um,
1: <laughs> join in with that one? Was that you had Barry Bannon? Was that that
3: one? <laughs> That's the one <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. top draw from the Wednesday ice. I love that. Um, a little thing obviously, when the goal did go in for Villa, how absolutely f- furious was Westwood? Unbelievable, he was screaming, shouting, <clears throat> really wanted. <laughs> I got a minute, I got
2: a minute, I got a minute. Uh, how furious was Westwood? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> brap 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 indeed um, yeah. but yeah he really wasn't
3: pleased was he he really really wanted to play sheet out that one and like I say he did play well and we did deserve one but poor oh, crikey I wouldn't have been like uh, been... to be
1: fair though Lord H come on I'd love to be able to turn around and say it's professional pride of him not keeping the clean sheet and that's why he's so angry about it but bear in mind that goal probably cost him 10 grand in bonuses didn't it <laughs>
2: <laughs> you
1: know what I mean it's cost him a few quid he's you know, got a mortgage to pay
3: <laughs> I'm all right in saying that Mr. Bannon um, sort of uh, did a bit of a gesture to the Wednesday fans as well whilst he was uh, singing about him and uh, sort of uh, brushed the owl on his shirt, shall we say?
1: You chaps see yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. He was loving every second of it. He was he was loving every every second of being back in that ground and back in front of the Villa fans. And you could tell, I, I wish he'd put performances like that in at other games, you know, um, but he was he was a cut above in some places. His, his passing was sublime. And uh, I, I wish he'd have got a goal, cause just purely because I'd love to see what he did if he got one.
3: He may well have exploded. I don't understand why the <laughs> fans take so much of a, a, a bad way against him because, I mean, it's not like we were jeering at... Um, go on, what's his face? Ah, oh, chuff. Glenn Whedon. Yeah, yes,
1: absolutely. I completely <laughs> slipped my if, mind though eh? if, if Glenn Whedon had come up and, and, and gone for a clap, we'd have all clapped back. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Glenn, I I don't begrudge Glenn Whelan. I've got no you know bad thoughts towards him. He had a big move and, and fair play to him. I'd do the same with you know Chris Brunt, for example. But you know, but Villa didn't want him. Villa didn't you know Villa just went, Nah, get rid of him. He's not he's not Premier League quality. And uh, well, that sure him up didn't it? lol <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fantastic no, I think uh, we can say, say a, a lovely time was had Bell on Saturday uh, do you think chaps this is going to be the turn but this is why we get so frustrated isn't it as, as Wednesday hours? because we've seen this before we know what we're capable of we, we, we've watched this football every now and again and I know Jay obviously we had a little chat last week and you mentioned that this thing that we play well against better teams and not as so well against other teams it's it- it's happened again. It's, it's there. I, I don't understand why we can't just play like that, like we did against Leeds. Obviously not one of the better teams. We just had a decent day. Um, but I, this is why we're so frustrated all the time as well, as Wednesday, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it boils down really to, uh, and actually I started off writing a blog earlier this week, which I, I've sort of abandoned because it just turned into a lot of rambling. Um, but I was kind of getting at the point that There's a lot of positives right now because we've just beaten Villa, we've just won two in a row. Granted the Millwall win wasn't the most convincing win in the world, but it was a win, and it was a mucky win, and they're the kind of wins that we've not really been picking up. Uh, and then Villa, obviously, was a very good performance and a lot of positives from that game. But what we've been lacking is consistency, and we've been really, really lacking consistency. The only consistent thing about our season has been our inconsistency—just how up and down we've been and all over the place we've uh, we've been. So yeah, I don't think that there's anyone. You know, it was notable that uh, even after we went two up, and the the away section didn't really stop singing for the rest of the game. There were no Carlos songs in there. There was no Carlos had a dream. I think that there's... I'm not saying that the entire fan base is against Carlos or anything, but I think there's this kind of reserved, you know, all is not quite, you know, rosy just yet... Um, we need to see this week after week. And, and actually, I mean, we need to go on a pretty good run now. We've kind of got lucky in terms of the fact that this the, the league this season is really competitive and people are taking points off, off each other. Um, and, you know, we're in this position whereby we're still really in touch. You know, we, we, we're well in touch. Um, the, the stat that I saw earlier is that we're actually, we're, we're one point behind where we were this stage last season and the season before, where we apparently had exactly the same number of points at, at this at this stage, we're, we're one point uh, worse off than, than that now, which isn't 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 acceptable. Really, it's not really good enough. We we we, you know, we 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 held the same squad together through the summer. We kept the coach. We should have made a flying start to the season. Ignoring all all that, um, you know, it's maybe not been as big a disaster as we think of it in our in our minds. But I think that quite rightly, there's still a lot of um, uh, kind of, you know, a, a trepidation among Wednesday fans about whether we've turned that corner, and I don't think anyone's going to celebrate this one too hard yet. We need to see what happens when we play Bristol City in what a week and a half's time. You know, that's you know really when we've, we've got some tough. Ga- I mean, there are no easy games. We've got some tough games coming up. We've got that. We've got Ipswich away, and and, and you know they're still really in touch at the top end of the table. Uh, that'll be a big test as well. And then we've got you know games like Reading, um, Norwich none of them are going to be easy and and we've got to see that consistency. We've got to see that run now, haven't we?
3: It, I mean, obviously, you mentioned that um, people aren't getting on with Carlos as much at the moment, which is perfectly understandable. Is it also a possibility that people don't recognise Carlos any longer because he's got
2: new hair and new glasses? By all those things. Oh, it? I love his glasses. It makes me feel even. I feel even worse for the for the fact that <laughs> you know I've been quite critical of him because you know when I saw him doing that, it was his per, his pre match thing, wasn't it? Live on Facebook. I saw him with glasses. And I'm like, oh, Carlos with glasses. I mean, it's just the guy's just. He, he oozes style, doesn't he? And glasses suit him so well. Why is it taking him this long to start wearing glasses?
3: Because the glasses and the fact they had them on his face um, sort of maybe made you look away from his hairline that- slightly. Glasses on he- his face? No, he, is, that where got, on- is that what he had them? but whilst you're looking at the glasses on his face you're not looking at his new spiffy hairline which is marvelous i think it's wonderful i don't i wouldn't like to know where the hair has come from um uh, but um yeah uh, fair play to carlos if i had lots of money and if i needed to sort out my hairline which of course i don't um then i'd jump into the same thing as well um <laughs> all right any other bits and bobs regarding the bill game before we uh, pop in a little adverts chaps
2: well, no, let's go on first. No. no, no, no. Seriously, though, what happened to the shirt? Has, has anyone asked this question yet? What happened to the anniversary they, shirt? Happened happened to the, the anniversary the
0: shirt. It, it, they did post out on about Thursday or Friday. He wouldn't be wearing
3: it. Oh, do you somewhere think that's because we had a some poppy on? Sharpish, and and obviously with the the, the 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 situation this week, and of course they should have a poppy on the show. Absolutely, should have a poppy on the shirt. That had to be done. And if we have to get these. I assume these poppies were printed at Hillsborough rather than shipping them over from wherever the chuffy shirt is coming from. Um, that might have been the reason. But did it play in our favour? Because we had to wear black shorts. Black shorts. I'm
2: not. <laughs> black uh, shorts? I think I'm the only person. I'm not a fan of black shorts. Doesn't matter. matter. Oh, oh no. no. Look, don't 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 matter.
3: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes, the kit looks strange. It looked a bit weird. It all looks a little bit off. But black shorts and we win. It's it's simple as that. So mm. I think we should all...
2: I don't know. This takes one, us back one, to the conversation one... last week, doesn't it, about um, kicking towards the cop in the first half and uh, blue and white nets and all that kind of stuff. Black shorts, just it's just a no for me. I just don't know. If anybody
3: out there has stats about black shorts and how many we've won while we're wearing them, rather than when we're not wearing them, I would love to see them.
0: I think we've got a pretty decent record in this season so far, haven't we? Well, that's the first
3: time we've won them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Oh, (laughs) sorry, I I, I, (laughs)
2: apologise. I'm sorry, I'm
3: mixed in
2: (laughs) joke. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 989 856 054 or 014 232 6121.
3: Right then, ladies and gents, so let's crack on with the Wednesday news. There was your Wednesday news, ladies hang and gentlemen. Hang you. on, hang yes. on, hang on.
2: That was... That, so. that, that, you always use the word scant in there. Always. Scant. Is, scant. is there anything to be scant about this week? Sparse. Sparse. Just trying on the Well, trying. The, there has been... uh Bugger all. A, ask the chairman answers that have been yes. published ah. on the website, which are quite interesting because they're kind of the same sort of stuff that gets asked at the steering group meeting. Um, except, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mr. Chancery, but he has a tendency at the steering group to not always answer the questions directly. Um, and he does talk quite a bit. Um, I think that's a fair think, rich, you've been at a couple is that is that a fair comment? Yeah, I think he very much uh he
0: very much takes I think he listens for, from from my experience he take he takes over He starts off listening and very much takes over and doesn't really answer questions. he does yeah, it's a fair comment absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, So the fact that, you know, this is kind of, it's written down, you've got time to read it and consume it and stuff, I found quite interesting. So the thing about how transfers work, because I kind of got the impression from uh, what he'd said at the steering group meeting, that the way it kind of works is that Carlos identifies the positions that we need to strengthen in. And then he's got a committee of advisors that identify the players. But the statement on the website said that it's actually Carlos that identifies the players and that sometimes advisors will come up with the player and he'll go to Carlos and see what he thinks. Um, And it's very much kind of a two way thing. So I've, I've I've actually found them quite, Interesting and, and just that little bit because they're written down, a little bit easier to maybe follow than um, in a kind of a room when you've got kind of lots of people throwing questions about and stuff. So, um, I actually I know there's going to be people that just slag this off and say it's all just a PR thing. I found it quite interesting. I think good on him for the fact that he's done it because he doesn't need to, he can just say to people, oh, I do transfers however I want, my football club, Sodja. Um, but I think the fact that he's been quite upfront and honest about that and about a few other things as well, um, talked about. Uh, you know, finally put into bed this myth that he hates blue and white stripes. Uh, Again, whether it's true or not, or just a PR thing, I don't know. But, you know, it's written there. It's in black and white uh, that he said, you know, he's got no objection to stripes coming back. So, you know, we might see that again in the future. So I found it interesting.
3: Did he mention anything about black shorts?
2: Uh, Well, no, because (laughs) he's got taste. So (laughs) black shorts won't be happening. That's definitely (laughs) bad luck in Thailand. No one (laughs) in Thailand wears black shorts.
1: A pair of black skinny jeans on and their blue Wednesday shirt or a blue shirt going, what's up we like? You know what I mean? (laughs) mean? That looks spiffy. (laughs) There was a great point also brought up about the crest, about people kicking off because I find that a lot of Wednesday fans, it might just be football fans in general, that when it comes to these steering groups and most things in life as it goes, not just football fans, is they don't like change. People don't like change. People don't like and don't see it for the bigger picture. And they think that, uh, you know, uh, Dapon has just changed the crest on a whim and gone, no, sod it, let's have a new crest. And I think he said something like really grandiose about it. I think this really marks a, uh, it's a great uh, point to mark the new era that Sheffield Wednesday is going into. And this is under my tenure and it's my crest, which is all great, but we all know it's nonsense. And he can just, you know, and we know that, if you change the quest, you can copyright it, and uh, nobody else can reproduce it on anything else. Which is why a lot of people did it. Arsenal did it. Chelsea did it. Uh, Millwall have done it. You know, don't get used to the Nottingham Forest tree, because I'll probably be going very soon. You know, that's the way that mo- modern football works. But, um, but I quite like the way he keeps he keeps hopping on about this nod to history and and the club as a whole. Whereas a lot of our fans tend, tend to get stuck in the 90s, and we don't. You know, we're very reluctant to get out because i get that because that was our most um recent successful period if you will so i think i think it's actually nice the way he's come out and said these things but the responses seem a lot more prepared and a lot more measured and a lot more i'm just gonna say this instead you know what i mean instead of just saying uh excuse me dc are the uh, is it chris gonna go back no all right, good chat. See you later. Thanks a lot. You know what I mean? He's, uh, he's worded it better. And, and and the I thought the whole thing about doing sports was uh, was really interesting as well. I,
0: th- I think for me, with all this, uh, I, I took a step back recently, uh, and that's probably why I've not been on a podcast a little bit and why I didn't go to the steering group recently. It's It's gone all very political again. And the last time it went political for me was when I stepped down for a Wednesday night. And it seems yeah. like that, and what I did then... Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to watch the football again and just the football and not worry about all the politics, all the shit. And it, it, it's even though some of the performances have not been up to scratch, Barnsley was abysmal in my opinion. I've just started watching football again and not reading too much about the the, the Asta Chairman and everything. And it's it's just nice to take the football in for a change. Just without you know any of the other crap.
1: I, I agree with you, Rich, actually, to an extent. I, I I think that just turn up and watch the football, that's what we're there for. A lot of our fans seem to have a, a bit of an entitlement into how they believe the club should run. I mean, I know this show, it's a, you know, this entire podcast is is our, us not forcing our opinions. This is us giving what we believe it to be. And with us having things like Wednesday night where the fans owned part of the club or whether they did or didn't, you know, and all, and all that nonsense. You know, 10.07% mate, just put around. <laughs> I'm to share. in shares. Get, get, get shares back. Here's the shares. <laughs> we, don't, we don't own the club, you know what I mean, and he can run it how he wants. You know, we, we don't pick and choose the manager. We can give our, our feedback on it if, if it's asked for, but you know, on, on Twitter, we'll give it anyway because it's a public forum and SOS, but you know, we're paying our money. And, We've we've blurred the lines of being frustrated at a football club because the results on the pitch aren't going the aren't going the right way, even though for years and years and years now we've been turning up in our droves. So and that's that's where the crux of the matter lies. And we've blurred that with why don't we get rid of bloody manager? How come chairman's not got rid of bloody manager? Well, I'm done with this bloody bollocks here. I'm going on here, it's, it's rubbish, this, it's shite. I felt really disconnected with club. You're not in charge of a bloody club. Do you know what I mean? You, you're not running it. Just you, 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 you sit back, try and enjoy football. I, I don't understand where we think we've got this sense of entitlement from. And I think because we were so skint in the 2000s and it had fallen to shite and we had to turn to the fans to try and rescue this club, that's where we've got this sense of entitlement from. And now we've gone back to an owner. Now we've got a sugar daddy. Now we've got somebody with deep pockets who wants to try and make this football club a success. Let him get on with it. It's not his fault that Derby are playing better than us. It's not his fault that Sheffield United are, uh, you know, are looking at are looking at promotion this year. Ignore them, ignore them. Jeremy, you know I mean? just just go and watch the football? That's what we're there for. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, it, and it's, it, it's, it's nice here. It. You having a good wine, I think, Swatch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head somewhere in there in terms of the fact that. Um, you know, all this stuff's been quite big news recently, hasn't it? And, and it's interesting that these um, statements um, have kind of come out this week, off the back of what was a really good win, and without doubt our best performance of the season, and will probably end up being one of our best wins of the season. Um, That's because I'm You know, the right, well, fun. it is. Yeah, you can, you can come again, Fudge. You can come again. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the the fan the fan base is just a little bit more uh, receptive or less. Um, unreceptive I think that means exactly the same thing doesn't it but you know what I mean um, to this kind of stuff when we've just won <laughs> uh, the the problems this season have stemmed really from the fact that we've been losing games and for a lot of the fan base because Sheffield United have been doing better than us and they've been the main two reasons why fans have whinged and, and moaned and whined about pretty much everything that's happened if we're winning football games that it wouldn't matter and I know um uh, certainly Lord H I know you disagree with me on that one and uh a couple of you know other people probably disagree that, that that's um that that's not the case and that people would still be unhappy about stuff but I still think if we're winning football games uh as as we have been doing for the last couple then this stuff just doesn't just doesn't get the reaction that it would do if we just lost a couple
3: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well let's move on to something a little bit more light hearted, shall we chaps, because we're getting all serious again and you know what fudge is like we'll get all serious, he <laughs> tends to go a bit strange. Um, <laughs> The, the adam reach goal what were we 18 seconds in when mr Reach is his, his wonderful thunder chopper. um it' uh, got me thinking about other quick goals went you scored um and i've been trying to find out sort of a definitive answer to what was the quickest um a little bit before my time probably not before Richard's because he's an old chopper. um but uh, john pearson is stuffed yeah, it seems to be the, um, the quickest uh, that I can, I can find it. 13 seconds against uh, Bolton back in 82. But uh, whilst doing my research, I've come across a few little bits as well. Um, we also have a bit of a record for a few home goals as well. Uh, again, slightly before my time again, this is when Rich was in his pomp, probably a teenager, 1961. Um, oh, when How rude. <laughs> how rude are you? Wendy actually scored a goal uh, after just 30 seconds against Fulham and never actually touched the ball, which was fantastic. And uh, there's a little bit more in our area. Can you guys remember when Steve Bold scored that own goal for Arsenal um, for yeah. the Wendtys as well? Yeah, yeah that
2: yeah. yeah. we, we were talking about it on the train <laughs> on the way back because a few people put on Twitter that that's actually our quickest ever goal. It was scored by Steve Bold, And I was arguing with people saying, well, it doesn't count because he's not our player. It can't be our quickest goal because he's not. he doesn't play for us.
3: Yeah, but it was a
2: goal for us, wasn't it? It went for our really crap record, isn't it? Who scored your fastest ever goal, Steve Bold? Oh, I didn't realise that he played for you. Well, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, that's a shit but pub no, I... conversation. That I mean, that's a really crap pub <laughs> conversation.
3: But I think John Pearson's uh, 13 second goal against Bolton sort of trumps that argument anyway, Jay. So Cammy's helped. You got a bit of fudge there, Are
2: You all right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to take another sip of my peach tea. I'll be all right.
3: <laughs> is that the problem? are you not drinking alcohol this evening Jay is, I'm not, is that no. what's, what's got you on antsy?
2: I'm on it's from the Birdhouse Tea Company in Netheredge uh, and it's called and please don't laugh it's called Princess Peach um, it's <laughs> brilliant it's very perfect nice perfect for you perfect it's, um, yeah green tea best brewed at 75 degrees celsius
1: Oh, because you sat there with your thermometer as well when you're boiling the kettle. I love love that. (laughs) I'd
2: I'd love to have you on that. I do own like a little mini thermometer that I put in my teapot. uh, But um, I don't. How sad are you? I do own a teapot.
1: So so Adam Reach comes third, yes, in terms of... Goals for Sheffield Wednesday as a team, and second in the goals scored by a Sheffield Wednesday player,
3: yeah, probably. Um,
1: <laughs> forget where we were then. Sorry, I've, I've,
3: been, I've been trying to think of any more. Um, I, I did I sort of heart back to the Ross Barkley one, but I've been reliably informed by Jay that I was um quickly in the second half rather than from kickoff. Um, is that right, Jay?
2: Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, um, because I wasn't there, but I was listening to it at home, and um, yeah, I can't remember what happened, something happened, but anyway, yeah, no, it was at home, wasn't it? It was at home, the Ross Barkley. It was at home, yes. Um, yes, it was, yeah, I, I I, just very quickly finished a beer to run up to catch the second half, um, so yeah, I, I can normally tell the time of most goals by the last beer I had before it, so the Ross Barkley <laughs> one was very soon after I'd finished a beer.
3: And of course, one of the most famous early goals was Mr. Waddle's free kick, wasn't he? Oh, it, I, I know it was a few minutes in, but it's always nice. It's just to remember and how I, 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 I've been sat with that very man this evening. <gasps> You've been sat with Chris Waddle, and we're not speaking yes. to
0: him right now. Yes. Oh, Yeah, no, he's he's at the other end of the ground, otherwise I would drag him down, but he's at the other end of the ground. Sorry. Go on, chase him. I can't chase him with a microphone in my hand. I'm looking real Chasing, weird. Honestly, a on,
2: on my soundboard, special... I'll. I'll get the Benny Hill theme tune on the soundboard. you can chase him <laughs> round with a microphone and I'll play the Benny Hill theme tune.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, no, no. another time, another
3: time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if I mean, if if we're wrong about this, and and anybody else can think about a quicker goal, then I think we're going to be John Pearson, aren't we? Uh, Thirteen seconds against Ball. Uh, but if anybody else uh, can can tell us otherwise, by all means, please do get in touch um, um, because. Um...
1: I'm sorry, there to cut you off there, Lord H, My apologies, but the Star did a the Sheffield Star. Now, they're, no, they're renowned for doing the, you know, ha- shining happy pieces about the Wednesday, and they've actually done a piece <laughs> on the, uh, on 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 the quickest goal for Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, for goodness. Yeah. Will they
3: ever stop stealing my content?
1: I know, right? You know, uh, they they refer to John Pearson as the lanky forward scoring the opening in a three-one win at Bolton, <laughs> 1982, clocked at 13 seconds, placing him ah. second on the list. However, top of the charts oh, and still yet to be beaten after 68 years is Charlie Tomlinson. Like Reach, Tomlinson was a winger who originally signed for Wednesday as a blah 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 blah. blah 12 uh, seconds. Yeah. October nineteen forty nine, Tomlinson scored the only goal of the game against Preston North End after just twelve seconds. A time that's in... still to be betted. What year, sorry? That was in nineteen it was sixty eight years ago in nineteen thirty nine. No in nineteen forty nine, sorry. So at that point you uh, so... did about ten. Yeah, so Richard probably went to a game at a 10-year-old. How rude are you? like to He well, bought, bought himself a, a, a threatening oh. mix. At the, How uh, do you think
3: show? I am?
0: Don't answer that.
1: Don't answer that. And, and then watch...
3: No money for a toffee out way or...
1: <laughs> And then, yeah, and then he's all the way up in Preston and the game was done after 12 seconds. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if I, actually, I never like, last mu- I never last much
0: longer than that anyway. <laughs>
1: oh. Oh, dear.
3: Um, right, then, legend gents, uh, you might have noticed we're trying to stretch this out a bit tonight because we are, once again, um, struggling for Wednesday news this week because, essentially, there's not a great deal of it, is the chaps?
0: No shit, Sherlock. I've got- no, if, if, <laughs> if, if only somebody exciting. was
3: sat quite close to a rather large Wednesday legend and could have a <laughs> chat with him. But... Uh, <laughs> Sorry,
0: I would absolutely drag him down, but he'd—he probably—he's probably having a beer. To be fair.
1: <laughs> Even better. Pitched up, Chris. Bottle. Yeah. Come on, man. Go and get him. <laughs> just, just go. Get your, get your big coat on. Pissed up. Chris have have, have
0: uh, I, uh, had. Uh, well, him, listen. Have you seen the slope, at Alan? It means. It means I've got. I've almost got to get a taxi to get back up to the clubhouse. It's a right <laughs> trek. I'll
2: I'll, uh, be, I'll be I will be i you won't I'll be gone done for half an hour with, with struggling with breathing. <laughs> your knees any, aren't you, what they were people. at your age, are they?
3: I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I
0: will apprehend him sometime up here, I promise.
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, sorry, Jay, I apologize. Let's cut you off there, I'll be you, you might have uh, some some other Wednesday news.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I mean this is going to be really boring in comparison. I've just realised as I'm looking at my Princess Peach tea uh, that what I could do if I get a biro <laughs> out, I can change it uh, and it can become the commemorative tea of this weekend, and I can change it to the Princess Reach tea, uh, oh, which we boring. could uh, repackage and put on <laughs> sale to celebrate uh, his uh, wonderful strike, which is now have we now relegated him to the fourth quickest Sheffield Wednesday goal? It started off as yeah, the quickest. Uh, at the start of the podcast yeah. it's now the fourth quickest Wednesday goal. we don't count Steve <laughs> bold so it's back up to third it's fine um, so yeah coming soon to a shop near you uh, Princess Reach Fusion Peach Tea very <laughs> nice I'm sure he'll be delighted there's a, ho- there's a whole range of teas you
0: could have with this you could really go to town with it, and, and and get it you might even get it in a club shop so when there's somebody in a stock that's not in there yeah, really.
2: <laughs> they're, they're, they're up for this aren't they they're asking people to kind of uh, design stuff for them selling the shop so yeah Princess Reach Tea uh, it could be an entire like range of Princess Reach accessories. Uh, this could be like the must-have sorry. for Christmas uh, how, 2017. How he say, you know, forget Princess,
0: though?
3: Uh, he's there. Yeah, well, no, you know, know, he's
0: We never know. He's they're,
1: like, they're asking <laughs> for what to design. To, what?
2: what? So you know, you how know, people. This pass me by? People. No, the, what was said is that people that kind of like design stuff and sell it on the internet, Wednesday-related stuff. They're saying. Come to us and we'll sell it through the shop, uh, obviously because they want a cut of the profits as much as anything else, which is fair dues, you know, it's right. it's, it's it's their yeah, good yeah. name that someone's um, selling. But they're also saying that, you know, it will help them kind of make the, the club shop a, a richer experience for the consumer. And not
1: look like the first 20 minutes of saving Private
2: Ryan. That kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what then can, can i make
1: a suggestion if anybody has got any contacts in you know turkey or other places rich from a textile culture um the 1960s drill top with the uh, the navy blue ones with owls in big right oh, oh. Big famous- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. why are they
2: not in the walkout tops walkout tops. Yeah, they were good, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. They were good. And we've yeah. done some retro ones yeah. in recent years, haven't we? And not not done la- not done that one. I like I, la- I like last year's a lot on that one. Yeah, last year's was a good. One, years. wasn't it? Can Can I add yes. to the list the uh, the green and white hooped away yes. shirt? Of the late yeah. '80s, early '90s, and the kind of grey/silver, slash grey with purple line yeah. and
0: white lines across it. Love that Why, one,
2: yeah. why has no one done a remake of those? Because I would pay um, whatever. The, I, I would pay. I would oh, pay fifty-nine oh, no. pounds for a remake of those, and not even moan about it. I wouldn't even go on Radio Sheffield to moan about it, right? Uh, get them <laughs> made. Get no. them made.
1: I tell you what, actually, this is something we can open up on Twitter, something like, you know, SWFC Retro Kit, something like that. Tweet it to us. Um, because personally, I don't understand why we've not got in touch with Umbro and recreated some of the early 90s ones, like the 93 one. Uh, that You know, there's a company called ScoreDraw that are doing these type of things now. nowadays. You can buy the early 90s Arsenal kit, even with the sponsor JVC across the middle. I don't know why we haven't capitalized on this and and seeing if it can generate revenue in in the club shop just by doing these retro shirts because we are a we are a retro bunch. i mean walking around wembley i saw i tell you it did make me laugh i saw a few people wearing shirts that were too small for them because obviously the 90s was a god-awful baggy fit and they've rolled the sleeves up in that cap sleeve way that we're all doing nowadays and uh but the head the, the neck hole's obviously tiny said if I had to rip it down the middle oh, it was painful to look at but we are, we like a retro kit at our club and uh, and I don't know why we haven't you know we haven't gone down that avenue but yes those two specifically James the uh, Celtic-y one and the one that they tried to recreate around 2010 but they did it badly because it had mm. the same sponsor that year with mm. the blades um those are the two I'd love to see
2: yeah I agree. but yeah tweet is you, your, tweet have...
1: is your ideas which ones you'd like to come back.
2: We did have some for a while, didn't we? A couple of years ago, they did have some retro shirts in, like the 91 Home and Away shirt you could get, and there was like a token like 70s one, which I wore to games a few times, but we lost every game that I uh, went to wearing it, so I'm not allowed (laughs) to now. I'm banned from wearing it. Um, And yeah, a couple of others that that you could get. And and at the time, it looked like they were going to kind of extend the range and maybe do a few more of those popular Away shirts, and then it just kind of vanished. But they'd make an absolute killing doing that. They'd make a fortune doing that.
3: Well, I'm rather excited a family member that uh, popped to the shop this week and bought uh, uh, the black and orange away kit from last season for the uh, princely sum of £16. So all those folks that were moaning about last season's kit being so expensive, get yourself to the shop, it's all there, and stick into a couple for 20 years, and you'll be able to sell to James uh, for uh, £59, apparently. (laughs)
0: Don't, don't Don't you send Jeeves to do that?
3: No, yeah. oh, no. I said that's a family something. member of mine. Not everybody oh, in the no, family, family has has their own jeeves, you know. Oh, right, okay,
0: right, right. right yeah. <laughs> it's... I thought for one minute you were actually getting off your ass and doing something. I'll, now, you
3: have, you know, see... I'll have you know, oh. that jeeves, i have you know the jeeves. I've given him the uh, the international break off. So this evening I uh, have cooked my own lordly chili, um, and it was a, a, a d- delight, if I must say so something. <laughs> the dogs only totally enjoyed it. <laughs> Squeaky bum <laughs>
1: cream for something else now. It? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes a great lining for the pan. I see what I did see actually. The uh, the white one from last year with the light blue collar. That is a really lovely kit actually. <laughs> I saw it on a few people at Villa on Saturday and thought that was uh, that was a bit of an unsung hero as a shirt. That I'll well, uh, I'll probably try and buy that in about ten years for an exaggerated price. So uh, <laughs> if you've got one, keep hold of a large for me. I say large. I'm going to sell by then.
3: <laughs> now then, ladies and gents, we do have to mention that we do have a rather special anniversary coming up ourselves here on the podcast. Um, Yay. obviously, I. I... We've had rather a flood of other podcasts uh, recently which is fantastic we've mentioned this a million times before we're, we're glad that um Al's Americas have got to their uh, the third podcast fourth probably this week um we are glad that um I think I'll stop mentioning their up to their nineteenth podcast this week which is fantastic next week ladies and gentlemen will be our one hundred and fiftieth podcast. Yay! Wow. Absolutely. Ooh. 150 Ooh. of this nonsense. Five years, probably six now, we've been doing this I, crap. We I'm, did going a, a a bo- I'm
0: going to bake a ball cake just for it. <laughs> a ball cake? A ball cake. Ball. Oh. No D on it. A ball. <laughs> a round thing. <laughs> if, if I think there
3: is a baker out there that would like to bake the um, the, the world's largest uh, ball cake, just so we could sort of snatch it from the Wednesday and have it for the podcast, it'd be hilarious. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll it, tell you what, I mean, it's our hundred and fiftieth episode. We should do something special. We should get a proper Wednesday legend. Now who do we know that's in close proximity to one? Right
3: <laughs> <now>? <laughs> 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 if only we knew someone that way, Fudge. If only we knew. Uh, but yes, next week it will be our 150th anniversary. Uh no, well, show. Um so and I'm quite excited about it because uh, We've mentioned this, probably not mentioned this enough, but there is quite a little bit of work that goes on behind the scenes to produce this nonsense every week, and, and it's lovely that people listen, and we are so, so pleased that, that people have, have listened to this nonsense for such a long time. Whatever you do, don't go back and listen to the, the old ones, because I thought it might be fun to try and sort of gather together a, a little montage, montage, shall we say. Montage. And, and I went back to the original um, sort of pilot episode, and Jesus
1: Christ, it was awful. Um, <laughs> no, uh, was, was, was it you that was him. awful, though? Ignore him. Go back and have a listen, and what you'll hear is a very optimistic Dan Fudge. He's, you know, <laughs> he's 30-year-old, we're moving into a new year, and he's so happy. He's, you know, he's having a good time. And, what, high uh, tide,
3: bushy tails.
1: I know. I was just a comic relief. That was all I was there for. <laughs>
0: Just knob games. Nothing's yeah. changed them <laughs>
3: Obviously, we do have a, 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 an international break, so there won't be a great deal of football on next week's podcast. Uh, obviously, we'll we'll have a, we'll chat about the upcoming games, but hopefully, we'll have a few little bits in store. And if you guys out there do have any memories of uh, what you were doing whilst listening to the podcast, uh, we've had people send those in before, and. Well, some of them are probably best kept to yourselves. Um, but we have a lot of international listeners who have been so kind in tweeting us pictures of where they're listening and, and how they're listening, and, and it, that always gives a bit a bit of a thrill. So if you're out there, away, you've been listening to us for five years, two years, 20 minutes, by all means, please do uh, tweet us, let us know. And we'd love to know and if you've got any ideas of what you'd like to hear for next week, because uh, we've got a few little things planned. And a lot of because things, because we've got... things planned.
2: We've got some big things. Exciting I was to sort of build up stuff attention. coming in, in the week kicks. ahead. We can't, we can't give too much away, but there is some seriously exciting stuff going to happen over the course of the next seven days. And don't forget as well, hashtag TWW150. Oh, have we got an actual hashtag for this yet? We've got a hashtag. Ooh. Hashtag TWW150. I've just oh, made it up now, but it works. So, That's you know, the we'll like I've
3: heard of that. Yeah, it's, it's all right.
0: It's no, not—it's no, not like we'll, us to
2: make it up as we go along, is it?
0: No. 150 episodes
2: down and still making shit up on the spots. That's the Wednesday gonna, Week way. Well done, lads. Well done.
1: We're going to release a hundred fiftieth anniversary kit, and uh, but nobody's allowed to buy it, and it's not going to be in any shops. So, but, uh, but that's all we're going to do. Gonna... Yeah,
3: do.
0: Nobody knows we've got a hundred fifty. In a, in a, on a knot though, would they? You know, we could be good. We could all be sat there. As far as people are concerned, now we could be sat here naked. Who knows? Well,
1: there's, there's a picture. Here okay. the, there. the, Chris the, <laughs> yeah, if, every, if somebody, the, if somebody the, the, would the, like to do a, a, a
3: dream scene, um, sort of for the Wednesday week,
2: involves Chris Waddle spread across a, a, a nightmare cow. scene, more like be like no, that scene from Titanic would not it
1: if somebody's any good with photoshop try and they want to if if you've got the time and can be asked and can do a tww cast dream scene <laughs> make sure
2: you've got you
1: know dickie walking I, frame you've got lord h with jeeves you've got uh, Vic, G- you know, she's she's there just whinging about something. No, looking okay, out the, the window, wind in sure. the background,
3: yeah.
1: and you've got a in a shed at the back. You've got Eddie skiing. You know, who? Yeah, apparently we've got another geezer does this podcast. He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like Richard that does our uh, does our graphics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does it really exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
0: like
3: a yeah scout there's a lot of on. wonderful people that work behind the scenes. But yes, if, if anybody would like to, uh, to, to to send in nonsense uh, for the 150th Wednesday show, Wednesday show, that was a bit presumptuous, uh, the TWCast, then we'll be more than happy to receive we'll uh, any nonsense we'll that you have. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll try and find some of our retro bits and bobs out as well, because we, we've got so many like ex-Wednesday stars that say, I am so-and-so and I listen to the Wednesday week, and we just don't use any of that stuff, do we? So we, yeah. we well, no, because none like of it. them
2: actually bloody listen to it. We just made them record no. it. That's that's the reason we don't use it No, we don't
3: often. tell them that. <laughs> no, we don't tell them that. Of course they listen. I'm sure Mark Bright sat there in his Mark Bright house with all his Crystal Palace memorabilia around him listening to the Wednesday week as we
2: speak. That, um, <laughs> that Mark Bright one is hilarious because it sounds like we've gone round to his house, woke him up in the middle of the night and at gunpoint said, will you record something saying, my name's Mark Bright and I listen to the Wednesday week. Because he's like, my name's Mark Bright I listen to the Wednesday week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: like half asleep. That's just how Mark, Mark speaks. That's, that's, that's how he talks. He's a, he's a very tired chap. Um, <laughs> right, then, chap, do you have any little bits for this evening? Yes, I have. Three oh,
2: you go first.
1: Oh, way, you know, I'm not, not going to steal your thunder, I'm a James, because, you know, this is this is quite a big one, this, mate. The uh, the Owls tonight, the under-23s, featuring Alman Abdi as some kind of ringer, unless he's got one of those IDs from an African striker. Alman Abdi has scored tonight, as well as uh, Black Jordan Rhodes' Lucas Yao. So uh, we've just beat the Blades tonight at Hillsborough. I want to say you could still read Chancery on the step, on, on the seat, so it's uh, <laughs> not that packed. But yes, we've beaten the uh, the Blades uh, at the under twenty three level. Uh, where, where where that puts us in any kind of league, I've no idea. But you know, Blades.
2: Are we releasing Absolutely. some commemorative mugs to um, yeah, mark uh, the occasion?
1: A t-shirt released. It's got a picture of uh, just just Leon Clark crying in his beer
2: lovely yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, right.
3: chat do you have any bits of all this week
2: yes I have two quick bits uh, which is first of all uh, and I'm sure Lord H particularly will join me in this one wishing a very happy 50th birthday to Kevin Pressman I think it was was it yesterday was it Monday Absolutely. it was his, his 50th um birthday so happy birthday to him uh, and also a really big congratulations here to James Allen who is part of the New York Owls uh you might know him on Twitter at Manhattan Owl uh he ran the New York Marathon on Sunday. He did it in three hours, 14 minutes. It would take me three weeks and 14 days if I did it. Um, and um, he sent me a brilliant description of, of how he went about it. He said he had David Jones efficiency to start, Bannon esque in the middle, seeding to Butterfield uh, tenacity in the last third as the legs started to buckle. Uh, but I think, I mean, that's an amazing, Aww. amazing achievement. He is one of the guys on the Owls Americas, so you may well have, have heard a bit from him. Uh, but yeah, just unbelievable. Well done.
3: Absolutely. Fantastic achievement. I would struggle to get to the start line um, of that particular <laughs> race. 26 miles, that's a ridiculous amount of time. I and mean, I did it wearing a wonderful, wonderful um, Owls America's shirty type thing. I'm trying to stray away from the word "best." Is "is best" not the right word to do those sorts of things? I don't know what they call them. Runner top. all right. Yeah, It's best. It just, okay, he said yeah. it harks back to a, a rather eighties P lesson, doesn't it? More than anything else, but, uh, it no, it so, he yeah. doesn't take away from the achievement. He could have done it in a blaze shirt, and it would still be a fantastic achievement. So, jolly well done, that chap. Absolutely. Any other bits, boys and girls? No,
1: I, th- I, think, we've, I think we've lost Dick, though. So uh, we'll have to say bye. We
3: honest, have lost. Dicky, yeah. So first of all, if you would like to uh, to see uh, Dicky over there on the Twitter, you can do that at Dicky Owl, um, and I'm sure we'll have all these Dicky type bits. I think what he's actually done is he's run after Chris Waddle and his cords pulled out. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> What's <they> done.
1: done. <laughs> I know. Two right, <laughs> you've done. I'd <don't>, have <laughs> done. <don't>, <laughs> done it sat on his back, <laughs> fallen into the cupboard. Oh, Chris, can I have a Then I'm on his back and done the whole thing and said, Chris, you're going to enjoy this. I stick it on my. <laughs> And he just say things, just say things in Geordie about the owls, and <laughs> just stay there. And then, and then you know, touch him inappropriately or something.
3: <laughs> oh, that's it. That's another restraining order for Fudge for next week. Uh, Fudgey, oh, be. If people do want to find out where to send restraining orders to for you, oh boy, where can we do that?
1: <laughs> uh, send them to And-and Fudge <laughs> on Twitter. They'll, that, they'll be there. Uh, I can see different types of photoshops emer- emerging now of just Dickie Owl sat on top of Chris Waddle at the at the FC Clubhouse. But uh, but yes, send them to at Dan Fudge and uh, and also use the hashtag. What was it, James? TWW150.
2: Yeah, TWW150. Yep,
1: yeah, get us on Absolutely. that and. Uh, and uh, tell me, tell me which. Um, In fact, you know, don't tweet me. Tweet the bloody club. Tell them which uh, which retro shirts you want to see come back as well. I'm I'm going to go with '93 <laughs> being the most popular.
3: And a bit of a congratulations to the Mister Fudge as well because it was your birthday as well, wasn't it? All being that's why you weren't here last week. And you got some wonderful uh, Wednesday birthday type presents from your wonderful <laughs> other half as well. as you all been. I think uh, you'll be sort of flying around on uh, um, Southampton Beach with your new beachwear attire.
1: Yes, the towels are back. Got towel. Got, <laughs> Got <a> towel. <laughs> Got towel. I t- I'll tell you what it was. I uh I was in um, uh, we were in, where were we? Somewhere bloody awful. Magaluf. Me and the missus buggered off for three days, and uh and we said, uh and I said I'd love to just come in and just bring me Wednesday towel because what I've realised is that Magaluf is like Ibiza, but shitter, and for Northerners. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's just Magaluf and Northerners. I think it must cost twenty quid to get to Magaluf if you're from the north. And there's always a group of lads from Barnsley there to ruin it for every bugger. And I thought, just be me, just have me owls tell just go there. Huh? I'm one of you lot, even though, even though you know I don't sound like you lot. You see this voice, this accent I put it on now. It's all an act. It's all an act. I'm, I'm a lot posher in real life. I'm like, uh, I'm like a on Coronation Street that played Les big wife. I'm really, really posh, really. <laughs>
3: We have we, always said that about you, fuji Far too posh for you and gone. Um <laughs> James E. O'Bean, where can people
2: find all of your nonsense over there on the Twitch Um you can find me at James Marriott and um Obviously, no Wednesday game this weekend, so uh, my uh, footballisms will consist of uh, Halleb FC on Saturday, which will hopefully make Rich very happy. Although um, I think he's back on the line, but I don't know whether or not he can hear me saying that. Um, and then finding a pub yes, to watch. Ah, very good. Yes. Uh, so can you just make sure they're stocked up on some nice, um, some nice Bradfield beers, please, on Saturday? Because last time there, are, John there went, are some bottles. Good.
0: In the fridge, so yes. Last last
2: time me and John came, make we, sure did, we did there. drink them out uh, and uh, and ran out of uh, Bradfield. So um, if we can make sure that doesn't happen this time, that would be lovely, thank you. And then finding a pub to watch the island game just so that I can get my big island flag wrapped around me and stand at the back of the pub shouting, Westwood! Uh, for the whole <laughs> evening
3: yes <laughs> <laughs> playing, and of course you can get old me over there on the twitterage at lord hates zero rd underscore Hate. you can get hold of the podcast at twwcast as james said please do um give us a, a tweetage with your um, memories of listening to this nonsense for the last far far too long if you have been listening for five years what the chuff is wrong with you um <laughs> <laughs> but as always ladies and gents it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you thank you so so much for joining us big good be safe and we shall see you real soon